the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Authorities say the man who stole a plane and flew it over Mississippi after threatening to crash it into a Walmart store faces charges of grand larceny and terroristic threats. The suspect, Corey Wayne Patterson, did not have a pilot's license, they say. He could face additional federal charges. NASA has called off its second launch attempt for its new moon rocket because of yet another fuel leak. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson says they're being uh, cautious because lives are on the line. We want to get back the spacecraft, Orion. We want to see how it's performed before we uh, stick four human beings in it uh, whose lives are going to depend on all of this working. It was sent to lift off this afternoon with uh, dummies inside. This was the second delay this week for the 322-foot rocket, which is the most powerful ever built by NASA. This is SRN News. Do you love to cook or have a favorite recipe that's a winner? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning submission will win a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once per day and completing bonus entry options. So start cooking. Enter the Your Favorite Recipes sweepstakes now at am1280thepatriot.com. AM1280thepatriot, thanks for joining us on this Labor Day weekend. Beautiful weather out there today. We've got a high of 75 and nothing but sun, low of 51 and clear overnight. Tomorrow, another beautiful day, high of 74 and sunny. Uncle Tom 2 is streaming now. Uncle Tom 2 offers a compelling and brave analysis of the true history of black America. Stream it today at SalemNow.com or buy a DVD copy for yourself or as a gift. And thanks for listening to The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. (laughs) Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info, 20 years strong and counting, going on 21 years now, actually, uh, bringing the truth as I see it to the people of the world, along with, uh, of course, 18 years, uh, actually officially as of this weekend, going on 19 years. We're halfway to the 19th anniversary, which means we're almost at the big two zero, which means we'll finally have to put on that 10th anniversary party that Brad and I have been talking about for low these many, many years. Uh, so, anyway, along with my colleagues, uh, Jack Tomczak, who's coming up next at 3 o'clock here on AM 12A, The Patriot. Brad Carlson, tomorrow from 1 to 3 on the 1280. And, of course, 
our good friend King Banyan. Saturday mornings, 9 to 11, on our sister station, AM 1440. The businessman talking economics, naturally, with the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, the page at the station, and the show that has been dominating Twin Cities media forever. So, uh, to kick things off, we've got a guest, uh, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, who uh, yesterday asked on uh, Twitter, so, uh, and she said in the breezy style to which she's uh, accustomed, oh, hey there, Scott Jensen and Matt Burke, just checking to see why you're visiting, uh, waiting until after the election to reach your, reach your tax returns. Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, uh, I'm happy to welcome you to the show. What's that? Oh, she never responded on my invite? What the? She's got a, she's, she's so enthusiastic about appearing with Esme Murphy and, and, and on Minnesota Public Radio, where she's going to essentially get her toenails painted on the air. But she didn't respond to my request to talk with her about, about ducking debates with Scott Jensen and Matt Burke. I mean, notwithstanding the fact that a debate between her and Matt Burke would look a little bit like uh, a game between a Little League team and the St. Paul Saints. I, I mean, I get that. But why would she not respond to my invite to appear on this show to discuss matters of state like Scott Jensen and Matt Burke's tax returns or perhaps her administration's turning Minnesotans against Minnesotans during the pandemic by dividing lines between essential and unessential human beings and getting Minnesotans to snitch on each other and hiding the science that they misrepresented in the first place. I, I have a hard time believing that Peggy Flanagan would evade my request. Maybe if I put it to her in terms of equal time, because the law is, by the way, if I have a, a candidate on from one party, an endorsed candidate of a major party, that by law, we have to offer them equal time on our airwaves, which are a public trust, uh, to, to, to talk to the public in the same way that we offer the first candidate. And which brings, brings me, by the way, to my first big announcement of the day here. I mean, I should say it's not a, an announcement. It's a tease of an announcement. And that is, we're going to have something big coming up here on the Narn. I can't say when, I can't say what, but let's just say it's something for which I'm going to be required by law to offer Governor Waltz and Lieutenant Governor Flanagan equal time, lots of equal time, that I hope they take me up on, either at the thing that I'm teasing or shortly thereafter, or even before. I mean, Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, you, you were perfectly entitled to claim your equal time in advance today. As I said, I offered you a full hour to talk about your record, about your dubious alliance to the rule of law, about your contempt for Bab from Fridley, Bob from Fridley. Uh, that that voice will haunt me in my dreams for the rest of my born days. Bob from Fridley. Uh, you 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 had the alternative, and forget about that. Forget about any of that. You had the all uh, the option to reach out to people who 
perhaps wouldn't normally naturally uh, flock to vote for you and perhaps reach out for them and, and maybe even follow through on that whole one Minnesota shtick that you and, and your well subordinate Governor Waltz are always yakking at us about here. I mean, I would think that would be important to you since you speak in terms of one Minnesota so constantly. I, I would think you would you would want to reach out and 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 be one Minnesota. I'm disappointed. The the chair will remain open. Or you can call in. I mean, if you're busy at the state fair chasing around for photo ops with fair food and ducking Matt Burke, feel free to call in 651-289-4488. That's 651-289-4488. You will leap forward the line. I could be talking about anything, and I will drop it all to put you on the air and talk about all this. Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, if you are, if you are in fact, looking out to reach out across the aisle, and B, one Minnesota, here's your golden opportunity. By the way, uh, your associate, perhaps subordinate, Governor Waltz, also welcome. Heck, both of you, join me or call in. Consider it equal time in advance. They might want to do that because for all of the talk about one Minnesota and uniting America— that that whole line of happy talk took a big, big hit this past week. Actually, it's been taking a hit for quite some time. I, I, I spoke about this a little bit last week on the broadcast as, uh, as I, I noticed a wave. If you recall last week's show, I, I noticed a bit of a wave of Democrats, uh, the, the Democrats howler monkeys in their noise machine in the social media referring to Republicans. They, they, some of them distinguish between, quote, MAGA Republicans and, and not Republicans. But for the most part, I think they all think that all Republicans are, quote, MAGA Republicans, what, whatever that means. And I don't think I'm being disingenuous about that, and I'll explain why in a moment here. But I, I noticed a, a wave of the the howler monkeys of the lefty noise machine referring to, uh, quote, MAGA Republicans or Republicans or conservatives in general as, and I quote, fascists. And if you recall last week's show, I was saying, watch for this to continue. Watch for this to get supercharged, turbocharged, uh, fully, fully aspirated here, folks, in the coming weeks. And I was right. I mean... I'm not amazed to say that. I know the way the left works, but I was right. Because I've seen this coming for years. In fact, I saw this coming when I was doing my first talk show in 1986 and 1987 at the former Evil Talk Empire, which I think is still on the air. It may still be a sports talk station. Who cares? Uh, last week, uh, in time for the show last week, the president accused Republicans of being, and I quote, semi-fascist, end quote. Uh, now, to be fair, it, it kind of sounded like one of those, is he senile moments, or is, or is he just reading the teleprompter very, very badly moments? Hard to say. I, I'm To be honest, I could go either way. I'm, But it got me thinking a few things last week, and those things came to fruition this past week. The left has been devaluating the, the term fascist 
since I was in high school, really maybe before, I mean, you can find signs of people referring to Richard Nixon as a fascist at Vietnam demonstrations in the 1970s. Um, and if you want to be pedantic about it, going back to when fascism, as we know it, as a as a political term, as a as a as a definition of a political philosophy goes back in the 19 teens, over 100 years ago, Benito Mussolini, who at the time, by the way, was a, a prominent Italian socialist, figured out that while a command economy, a welfare state and state ownership of the means of production would probably go over just fine with people in Italy at the time. The notion of internationalism, the, the whole idea that was, and we have an entire generation of people who have no idea that this is a, a traditionally an element of socialism. Internationalism, the notion that eventually all the world's borders would disappear as the dictatorship of the proletariat took over and all borders would be rendered moot by the unification of workers around the world. Mussolini figured that was not going to fly in Italy, which, by the way, had just been a nation for about 50 years at that point and had a lot of conservative nationalist energy about it. And so, presto changeo, Mussolini did some tinkering. When he founded the party that was called fascist, he chucked the whole internationalism thing and replaced it with a heaping helping of nationalism. He kept the command economy. He nationalized the assets he wanted to and kept the welfare state, at least to the extent that a relatively poor Italian state could afford. But uh, the rest of it was more or less the same as, as any other. Uh, but he, but he, kept it, he kept it nationalist. He had no illusions or aspirations to unite with the workers of the rest of the world. No, he was the leader of Italy. He wanted to rebuild the Roman Empire. At any rate, most fascist movements, Nazis, uh, Franco's Falange in Spain, all of them, really, repeat that pattern. You have small-s socialism that substitutes nationalist dogma for internationalist dogma. Now, the left's version of fascism is more accurately described as saying or anything or doing anything I don't agree with. Now, these days, references to fascism almost always are there to try to other, to cancel, to shame, to put it in millennialish terms, uh, those that your particular tribe wants to erase from the public square. And we've been seeing a lot of that lately. In fact, we saw something that could be fairly termed an orgy of it last Thursday night. So let's talk about that when we come back. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, FM 107.5 in the West Metro. Hey, to all of you in clear FM sound or live online at AM 1280, The Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. When it comes to investing in your house, do you want to know what one of the most confusing items there is to make decisions on? Windows. 
We are talking massive price swings, every salesperson telling you something vastly different, and very little useful information online, which opens the door for salespeople to overcharge you. Hi, I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, an expert on your side. I've worked with many of the top window brands and installers in the Twin Cities and can give you the pros and cons of each. That's what you get when you call me to stop by and measure your windows. We'll talk options that best fit your needs, whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, and you'll receive quotes from multiple contractors just a few days later. There's no obligation to buy, but if you do, I'll be there to help you write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, I provide the same free service for siding and roofing. Window lead times are extra long right now, so set up an appointment today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, Uncle Tom 2, the movie so nice they made it twice, offers a compelling and brave analysis of the true history of black America. Executive producer Larry Elder and director Justin Malone, plus Brandon Tatum and a whole crew of others, explore the great strides of black America, the sinister Marxist strategy stirring up racial tensions and replacing God with government, and the truth behind Black Lives Matter. Stream it now at SalemNow.com or buy a DVD copy for yourself or as a gift to... Why, yes, that's what we're talking about here. They're calling you a fascist. The president started hinting at it over a week ago. uh, We refer to his opposition as, quote, semi-fascists. And he came out in as many words and said it on on Thursday night at, at a bizarrely lit Independence Hall. And if you haven't seen the speech, it's disgusting. Not as disgusting as the the chorus of hosannas and casual gaslighting that went along with it. Uh, I mean, he he essentially referred in the speech, said, 
MAGA Republicans are fascists and domestic terrorists. Now, the ter- as, I, as I said in the previous segment, the term fascist is something that the left has been devaluing for decades. And that being said, I mean, for, in, in common usage, the term does not mean what it means in political science seminars anymore either. Uh, let's talk about not really fascism per se, or at least not only fascism here. Let's talk instead about authoritarianism by whatever name you want to call it, a government that decides it is the authority. And although those small L liberal notions of freedom of speech, freedom of conscience, freedom of assembly, right to keep and bear arms don't serve the government's best interests. They may serve the, they, they, they may be the, the means that serve the ends of the authoritarian now, but they, they, they're all tools in the toolbox here. Let's talk about government that ignores or subverts or perverts the rule of law in favor of the rule of men. Let's talk about government that legitimizes itself in comparison to some boogeyman from outside or from inside, a boogeyman that personifies all evil in the eyes of the state and who must be subjugated for good to prevail. Let's talk about government that, that sublimates everything to more or less utopian visions of what the world could be if they only had all the means to accomplish what they set out to. Sort of the idea that the world would be great if we ever tried communism. We've just never been able to try the real kind. That's how this works in their world. Now, I've got into this argument a number of times this past. And by the way, almost worse than the president was the chorus of people who came out as if on cue saying almost the exact things, almost the exact same thing uh, yesterday and the day before. People who said, and this is the lefty noise machine writ large here. People who said, well, if you're angry about being called a fascist, it must have struck pretty close to home. Which is kind of a sort of a semi-adult, or should I say, uh, slightly more upgraded version of saying, the, the, the classic third grade line, hey, what stinks? He who smelt it, dealt it. I mean, it's the same basic idea. If you say you're not racist... It's because you are racist. And I'm about ready. I will say it in as many words. You want to call me a fascist, do it to my face. Uh, if you pack the gear, which, let's be honest, you don't. And I'm saying this not just to the, the progressive holler monkeys, but to some of the useful idiots on the, quote, center-right, end quote, who are repeating the same fan- thing here. Uh, there are people who have made the point, I, I should I should. Let me let me go back a little bit here. I was, a, as I've been frank about on this show for ever since Donald Trump uh, came out of the woodwork in 2015, I was a non-fan of Donald Trump for a good 30 years before that, since 1986, as far as I can remember. I was a non-fan back when, let's be honest, most of the people who are yakking about him now were <laughs> making the apprentice appointment viewing. I mean, in 2016... At the caucuses and in the primaries, I led my precinct to a Marco Rubio victory. Not even close. I mean, he came in, uh, Trump came in third place in in my part of this, the city. And I was, to be honest, a little aghast when he won the nomination. 
And and by the way, I mean, at various points between then and the nominate and, and uh, I guess between then and the end of the second ter- or the first term in 2020 around January 6th, a number of people, some of them from who have some high regard, including Ed Morrissey and some that I don't have much regard for at all, uh, left the GOP. Now, with some of them, I could just say good riddance. And with some of them, like Ed, I, I can't quibble with their reasons necessarily. But I didn't leave the GOP. I'll tell you why. Partly because it would make no difference. Nobody would care. I'm a small fish in an even smaller pond. I mean, the 4th Congressional District of Minnesota may be the most dismal place in America to be a Republican, short of midtown Manhattan. Who, If I left the party, who'd care? I mean, I've already tried that once, by the way. I left the Republican Party to be a libertarian from 1994 to 1998. I ran for office. I learned that being a third-party person is a great way to preserve the purity of your political vision, but it's not a good way to change any policy. And by the way, I I say that with all due respect to a number of libertarians out there who, like our good friend Kara Schultz in Burnsville next door here, who's done wonderful things, like the largely libertarian group that uh, that took over the city of Crystal to a great extent over the last decade. They've done fantastic things. No disrespect intended, but for the most part, most people who join third parties do it so they can maintain the purity of their principles without ever being asked to go out and knock on doors. But mostly I stayed with the Republican Party for the same reason I came back to it in 1998, because while I disagreed with a lot of things, including some of the aspects of Donald Trump and the personality cult that's built up around him, Even if every single thing that people on both sides of the aisle said about Donald Trump and his supporters were true, which we'll come back to here, somebody is going to need to be the opposition someday when Trump and the personality cult eventually, inevitably, leaves the scene. Nothing lasts forever. Reaganism didn't last forever. (laughs) Richard Nixon's version of the party didn't last forever. Either either will Donald Trump's version of America. But this brings us to the people that were being called fascists. Because you can make a... As I've said, I've been very forthright about the fact I did not support Donald Trump in 2016. I voted for Scott Walker. I wrote him in because I thought then as now he was the best guy for the job. And over the course of the four years he was in office, I found some things to admire, and I found some things to really be concerned about, including his behavior around the 2020 elections. Because, yeah, there were irregularities. Most of the irregularities were perfectly legal, by the way, and that's the thing to be concerned about. But every time that him and his people went to court with Two exceptions, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, the two cases that are still alive. Every time Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, God help us, went to court, they came up with nothing. They came up with a dog-ate-my-homework defense, which is not impressive, even to me. So I I am hot and cold on Donald Trump. Many of his policies, uh, many of the results of his actual administration were the kind of stuff I could never have dreamed he would do that well. Certainly three conservative Supreme Court justices has been a wonderful thing. But let's not talk about Trump. Let's talk about the voters. Let's talk about the people that the president 
and the swarm of howler monkeys called domestic terrorists Thursday night. Let's talk about them for a moment. Yeah, there's a lot of personality cultists out there. Some of you may be part of the Trump personality cult. I'm not talking about Trump supporters. I'm talking about people who will listen to Donald Trump and say, I'm going to get restored to office any day now and take it seriously. I'll give you a hint. There's nothing in the Constitution about redos on elections. And there's even less than nothing about restoring presidents to office for any reason. He may win another election, but he's not going to get restored and there's not going to be a do-over on 2020. It's not a matter. It's not something. It's in the law anywhere, but that's fine. Personality cultists aside, there's also an awful lot of people that saw what the establishment on both sides were doing to this country, for example, to the Tea Party, and said, okay, well, what have I got to lose? I do not like the America that Hillary Clinton or, for that matter, Joe Biden are uh, showing me towards here. This may be the only chance I have. By the way, an awful lot of people saw up until election time that whatever the truth and the hype were about Donald Trump, the actual policies Trump put on the ground resonated with him, which is, by the way, why Trump got the results he did among black and especially Latino voters. I mean, the swing among black voters, especially Latino voters, has been astounding. The sort of thing I never thought I'd see. So for all of the MAGA hat wearing cliches, there are an awful lot of people out there who weighed the options like adults and made a choice that may or may not have made them happy, myself included, because I voted for Trump in 2020. It held my nose in some respects, but that was the, that was the best vote for their interest then and maybe now. And of course, neither Biden's speech nor the Democratic Party's noise machine distinguish between those extremely diverse crowds or their reasoning when they're throwing the term fascist around. I, I mean, if you're a Latino who voted for Trump on immigration issues, are you a fascist? If you're a black family man who voted for Trump because you see what the schools are doing to your children, are you a fascist? And the people on the left are saying, yep, you sure are. Let's come back to who the authoritarians are here when we come back to 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot.
Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, you can get the info you need about the weather before you get out in the field to hunt this year. Get yourself in position to bag your quarry with the Hunter's Forecast, Thursday mornings, 7 to 11 and 3 and 7. Courtesy of Stock and Barrel, Minnesota's premier shooting range, the place where I do my warming up with the guns I don't own anymore because they all fell in the river. With two locations in Chanhassen and Egan. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Talking about the casual gaslighting that the left is giving us about you and I, people like you and me, being fascists and domestic terrorists. And I kind of thought, let's talk about the things that separate, not fascists, but authoritarians from people who, because fascism is just a type of authoritarianism. Let's talk about the things that separate fascism or authoritarianism from people who actually have some respect for the rule of law and for the notion that the the small L liberalism that you need to have self-government. The respect for the rights of others, the respect for the existence of others that that you need to have to, to be able to be a free association, free association of equals that governs by consent of the governed, which you have a lot of Democrats, a whole lot of Biden supporters going, yeah, we all about democracy right now. But it's completely situational, and it it comes and goes with the events. It when it's when it serves their means. It's which, by the way, is one of the the things that that separates an authoritarian movement from a movement that genuinely serves small d democracy. 
Your ends justify your means. As Rahm Emanuel put it so well, you never waste a crisis. The ends you use in dealing with life serve your means. Telling the classic example, Harry Reid in 2012, after lying about Mitt Romney's tax records and being caught on it after the election, when finally asked by a reporter about it, now that it no longer mattered, a reporter from the from the White House press corps would ask him about it, and Reid's response was, "It worked." And that, and that's. The, the, the idea that the ends justify the means is a key tenet of authoritarian societies, whoever they are, whether they're fascist, whether they're communist, whether they're Nazis, whether they're just cults of personality, whether they're even just criminal gangs, because they all resemble each other, by the way. The ends justify the means. Whether you're watching Triumph of the Will or Goodfellas or Colors, the ends justify the means. And that's what you have here. You have a, a society, a, a political movement, progressivism, that reveres moving forward whether the, and, and yeah, whether the rule of law helps them or not. And of course, now, when you're dealing with some of the, let's be honest, things that happened during the latter part of the Trump administration, where certain parts of the Trump personality cult also believed that the ends justified the means. Well, they think their ends justify their... I mean, if, if, if the Democrats hadn't had January 6th, they'd have had to make it up. Yeah, there, are, there were Republicans who tried to delegitimize the electoral vote count, and they need to be dealt with electorally. And if the Republican Party won't do it now, at some point they're going to have to reckon with that. Which is, by the way, one of the reasons I have not left the party, because at some point, this too shall pass. And when Trump and his movement pass, someone is going to have to be there to fight the progressives. Because God knows that nothing's going to fight them spontaneously. There is no other party. There is no other political movement short of us actual conservatives who will have to step back up at some point here and reassert that imperative within the Republican Party. Because the respect for the rule of law, for the moment, is an end that justifies the Democrat means, but it will pass. It came around about uh, January 6th, and it will pass as soon as they manage to get through this next election. Perfect metaphor for it, by the way, happened here in Minnesota. One of many examples. I mean, you can you can look at a lot of examples. Like for example, the Democrats storming the Wisconsin uh, Capitol to try and nullify Governor Walker's election 12 years ago, 11 years ago, 11 years ago. You can look at the storming of the Supreme Court over uh, Brent Kavanaugh. You can look at the attempts to <laughs> to kill <laughs> The uh, White House, I'm sorry, the White House, the, uh, oh, you get, we look at the assassination attempts against Brent Kavanaugh and possibly Amy Coney Barrett. You can look at the repeated trips outside the rule of law that the Biden administration has carried out. For example, the unilateral transfer of, a tri- by the end of the day, a trillion dollars in uh, tax, in uh, 
in, in student loans to the taxpayers with no statutory authority to it whatsoever. Oh, this, along with many other such executive flights of power that we could point to. The perfect metaphor for it, though, is right here in Minnesota back in 2020, when a group of people, as the cameras rolled from the Twin Cities mainstream media under the watchful eye of the state patrol, they pulled down a statue of Christopher Columbus out on the uh, Capitol Mall, notwithstanding the fact that Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, who whose seat, by the way, is still empty here, I mean, she's still welcome to show up, but she sat at the head of the, the Capitol Architecture Committee and wanted the statue out of the way, but didn't want to go through all the meetings and the public hearings and the feedback. So we don't know that there was a connection between the group that snuck that walked out onto the Capitol Mall and tore down that statue. But you know she approved. And by the way, uh, while all of the people who were involved were captured on camera and could have been arrested then and there and would have been had they been pulling down, say, the statue of Democrat icon and authoritarian pig Floyd Olson, only one person was arrested. He was the one who wanted to be arrested. He made it a show arrest. He got the same concierge booking that Sheriff Hutchinson got. He was, quote, sentenced, end quote, to go out and tell kids in elementary schools why Christopher Columbus was evil, which is a little bit like sentencing someone with a drunk driving arrest to happy hour. <laughs> you gave them what they wanted. By the way, right there is your uh, an- another symptom of an authoritarian government. The haves get one version of justice. The have-nots get the real thing. Because you can be certain that if a group of Republicans pulled down the statue of Floyd Olson, they would not be sentenced to go out to elementary schools and teach kids why socialism is an evil thing. You can bet that if a Republican gets pulled over for dr- or, or gets gets uh, is is caught with uh, being several times above the legal limit in a car full of ammunition and intoxicants. They're not going to get a concierge booking and allowed to plead for something that's not going to get them kicked out of the police force. You can bet that if a Republican leads a violent attack on a Democrat rally, that they're not going to get sent on their way with dinner, a handshake, a slap on the back and a warm, fuzzy kiss like Woody Kane got when leading a, quote, anti, end quote, fascist attack on a Republican rally in March of 2017. No, it would be quite different for them. So, yeah, there's an aspect of an authoritarian, dare I say fascist, dare I say communist, dare I say phalangist government. Separate law enforcement, separate rules, a rule, a rule of law, but a much nicer rule of law for you than for the others. When they call you a fascist, and as this society gets more and more tribalized, they will. Don't forget that they are the ones who've been driving us toward an authoritarian society for a decade and a half now, setting the ground to call everyone who votes against the Democrats uh, a fascist or a white supremacist or a domestic terrorist. They are trying to move the goalposts so that dissenting from the Democratic Party's progressive extremist message is itself a form of terrorism. Controlling the language is a key part of an authoritarian government. I'm a conservative Republican. I defer to Ronald Reagan much more than Donald Trump. 
but I'm staying involved in the Republican Party to uh, hopefully make 1984 fiction again. We are not there. Let's go to uh, the phones. South Minneapolis, Sean, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. How are you doing this afternoon, Mitch? Sean Holster here. Sean Holster, candidate for Senate in, the, in Senate District 63. I am on the air, which means I am spectacular and just a little bit jazzed today. How are you doing, Sean? I am doing fantastic. See, now, I watched Biden's speech, and that night I had to just keep picking my jaw off the ground because I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Yeah. But the next morning, one of the first thoughts that ran through my head was, Wow, do I need to be considered or consider the safety of my volunteers? Because, you know, just like it, it, yeah, and that it what we see there is a form of verbal intimidation that gives the wink and the nod and a green light for some of the more um, fringy, I like to call them social extortionist activists to. Go ahead and get out there and intimidate campaign volunteers of smaller candidates, as long as they're Republican. Yeah, and, and by the way, this is not an idle threat. Not not only is this – I'll have to invoke Berg's seventh law here, of course, whenever a Democrat or a progressive – impugns a Republican's respect for for democracy, for freedom, for other people's rights. They're at best projecting and at worst covering for themselves. Not only is this this the, op, the, the opposite token of their complaints about Sarah Palin in 2008, putting little crosshairs on the map, saying, hey, they're demanding that the people shoot Democrats which never happened. This is this is part of the behavior in Minneapolis. You may recall the Trump rally in October of 2020. Yeah, uh, we were there. Yeah, you were there. And and uh, and 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 Mayor Fry back uh, back. Actually, it's in 20. I, I believe this may have been even before the riots. In fact, it was a riot. 2018. This was there was one of the one of the uh, episodes that happened. There's a there was a Republican rally. I believe it was in 2018 at Target Center. And uh, Mayor Fry said, hey. You know, the police may not be able to protect you, and we may not be able to uh, keep you safe if you're in downtown Minneapolis rallying for a Republican, which is another way of saying, hey, come on down. Nobody's going to be going after you, even with the kid gloves, if you want to commit violence. And by God, they did, Sean. You recall that. Exactly. And it's, it's along the same lines of why Republicans in deep blue districts won't take a yard sign because yep. they're afraid of the vandalism. Exactly. The I won't put and one up in my yard. I'm as conservative as they get and they and they won't do it. And and by, and I won't do it there because first of all there's no point. It has a half life of about 3 hours in my neighborhood. And uh, second of all, yeah, I I see vandalism <laughs> people have only gotten worse about this in recent <laughs> years. By the way, Sean, uh, by the way, thanks for your call, Sean. I've got to go to a break here right now. Uh, a fellow, a former conservative blogger who lives in southern Minnesota and has gone to the other side, uh, went on the uh, went on social media and say, hey, all of you Republicans are fascists. and The president didn't call for any violence against you. The president doesn't have to call for any violence. As Sean points out, people can read that in on their own, and, and it's been called for in as many words by plenty of Democrats since then. This, by the way, particular former Republican is deeply disappointing. Uh, more when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
1280 The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, an American odyssey. Available on Salem Now. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Free, what a great word. We are often asked if we give free estimates. The truth is that very little is actually free, but we absolutely do offer free, no-obligation estimates on roofing, siding, gutters, and windows, and we feel privileged to do so. This makes me think of the incredible cost of salvation, so costly that nobody, nobody can afford it. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The only way to pay our sin debt is with death. Ouch. The verse continues with, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Honestly, there is very little cost to us doing an estimate for you, and we actually get the benefit of meeting you too. But think of the cost of salvation. If you have any questions about your home's exterior or about the free gift of salvation, please look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, you can embark on a 10-day adventure you will remember for the rest of your life, the Stand With Israel Tour. You'll be joined by Dinesh D'Souza, Sebastian Gorka, and hundreds of your closest friends who will be broadcasting live, by the way, uh, Gorka and D'Souza, broadcasting live on the trip, ensuring this is a memorable, special trip for you and the whole crew. Register today. Get the full details at am12abthepatriot.com. Stand With Israel. So let's talk a little bit more about the call this past week from the president. There's a reason they use the term fascist. It's a way, it's something that, that my high school history teacher pointed out at one point. 
It's something they do in basic army training, teach you that the enemy is someone a little bit less than human, someone you can kill with a clean conscience. You create a boogeyman, someone who is a little less than human. Because when someone is less than human, not just less than human, but the embodiment of evil, nothing you do to them is off bounds. So they use the term fascist instead of authoritarian or phalangist or or organized crime figure because that doesn't have the same moral loading to it that fascist does. Fascism is something that we fought a war against 80 years ago. It's something that Grandpa and his brothers slogged across through jungles in Southeast Asia in the Solomons and in the Philippines fighting against. It's something that Grandpa's older brother got shot up on Omaha Beach fighting against. It's something 400,000 Americans died fighting within living memory of some of us. That's why they picked the term fascist and not authoritarian. And so when you, you know who you are, you, the former Republican blogger in southern Minnesota, who said, yeah, actually, Republicans are fascists, and saying otherwise is a self-refuting statement. <laughs> I can't say my response to you on the radio. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to sound like Mark Levin at this point. I'm going to like, sound like Michael Savage if I keep going at this right here. So deep breath. There's a reason they pick a term like fascist instead of an a- academic political science term like authoritarian or phalangist or 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 <laughs> an anti-democratic person. Whatever. Pick a term you want. They pick fascist for a reason. Because fascists are boogeymen. They're fascists that grandpa and his brothers shot at with impunity, with <laughs> with God on their side. Nothing is off limits when you're dealing with a fascist. In fact, punching a Nazi it has a romance, a certain romanticism to it. You're you're getting out there and getting physical to protect democracy. It's an appeal to a whole lot of moral cowards who can't put thoughts like this into words themselves. They need to have a, a demagogue, an, an ideologue, someone who actually is, by the way, all the things that big left tells them that Donald Trump is. They, they need someone to, to serve the exact opposite role, even if Trump is as bad as, as his opponents say he is, he is. What they're doing is the same on the other side, and let's be honest, in, in fact, worse, <laughs> because they actually do seek the bloodshed that, and, and, and have actually indulged in the domestic terror that the president accused us of fomenting. P.G. O'Rourke, as the late great P.G. O'Rourke, one of the, the great influences on my life, as always, put it best. He referred to it, the left as the ideology of sniveling brats. And this is them. A bunch of social media commandos defaming half of society. By the way, the president has and his office have been trying to walk back not only the the reference to domestic terror and fascism, but uh, the imagery from the rally the other night. 
uh, which, by the way, was straight out of Lenny Riefenstahl's Triumph of the Will. I mean, it was it was a great fascist propaganda film of the 1930s and one of the great pieces of propaganda filmmaking ever made. He's been walking that back. I'm going to walk something back myself here. I'm not walking it back, but urging you that while it's in everyone's interest to debunk and trash and mock and taunt this gaslighting, saying that that people who voted for Donald Trump for any reason at all, even holding their nose, are fascists and domestic terrorists. There's something even more sinister to the whole thing. And that is, I I don't think that the, the powers that be on the left know or care or believe or care whether anyone believes whether you and I are fascists or not. What they really want and what at this moment they've been quite successful at is getting us to talk about this rather than inflation, rather than about gas prices, rather than about heating bills this winter, rather than about the collapsing status of America's status in the world, whether (laughs) the collapse of of the education system and the the, the complete debasement of science over the last two years, about the crime in our streets, about the lawlessness that led to several American cities, including ours, being burned— by their foot soldiers. No, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about whether Americans, half of the American population, are fascists or not. They think we're that stupid. Let's not be that stupid. Let's not play their game. Ryan Wilson, when we come back, go nowhere. Leads to Stalingrad and the sky is softly. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cash back is not available in gas in New Jersey. Get that. Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that. Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. Dad, why do you get so many phone calls? Well, son, many people need help with their homes after a bad storm. I want to be available to answer their calls no matter the day. Bad weather doesn't know it's Sunday, right? You know what? I want to be just like you when I grew up so I can help people too. Hi, I'm Alex, sales manager at Estate Claim Services. You know, I share that fond memory of a conversation with my son to show Estate Claim Services' commitment to our customers. We know storms don't wear a watch. You may not be available during our normal office hours, but relax knowing that whenever you call, we're going to answer. 
It's the same with all our customers, because when you hire us to repair the storm damage on your home, you're working with a local Twin Cities company. We're not a storm chasing company. We're here when you need us and we'll be around long after the work is finished. Check us out online at estateclaimservices.com. Estate Claim Services, your local available anytime storm repair company. Search Estate Claim Services online today. Call my dad today. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.